That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Hey folks, before we talk to Malcolm Nance, let's talk about our Amazon link for the holidays at BobSuska.com. Whether you're shopping for yourself or if you're buying music by one of our awesome indie bands, or if you're getting a jump on your holiday shopping without leaving your house, don't forget to use our Amazon link just beneath the logo at BobSuska.com. Our special link will take you to the front page of Amazon.com where you can go shopping until you're dropping, and by doing so through our link, we receive a teeny tiny commission on some of your purchases. Thanks for shopping through our Amazon link, and now let the cartoons begin. Broadcasting from Resistance Headquarters, relentlessly fighting back against the clown dictator and his regime of deplorables. Never give up, never surrender. This is the Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. From our nation's capital, it is Wednesday, December 9, 2020, and this is the interview edition of the Bob Seska Show on the Sexy Liberal Podcast Network. My guest today is one of my favorite regulars on the show. The great Malcolm Nance returns to talk about Trump's coup, the coming insurgency, whether America recovers from the Trump crisis, and so much more. Oh, and by the way, Malcolm is currently speeding north on I-95 in South Carolina somewhere, so there might be an appearance by the famous tourist trap known as South of the Border. Meanwhile, if you like what you hear today, please help support this fully independent podcast by subscribing to our bonus content at patreon.com slash show or quite simply bobseskashow.com. Okay, live from I-95, here comes the inimitable Malcolm Nance. Hello. There he is, Malcolm Nance. How are you? It's Bob. Hey, what's up? Where the hell are you? Are you on the road right now? Well, I'm stopped, but I'm <laughs> in the where, where did you stop? Did you stop off at the NSA for lunch? Is that where you are? No. <laughs> No, I'm in Florence, South Carolina, headed to Washington. So you're right near the south of the border tourist trap. Yes, I am. <laughs> okay, so my south next the border is about thirty miles away. Okay, so my next question is: Can you stop off for some fireworks for me? Ah, uh, no. Damn I'm it! Not gonna be, not gonna be bringing fireworks into town. Okay, well, we all know, uh, Malcolm, that your alter ego is Shouty McShoutface, right? But I might be joining you in the Hall of Justice. Uh, Stephanie Miller has started calling me Captain Scary Pants. So we I need heard to. That. I heard that this morning. <laughs> yeah. We... <laughs> I was offended. Oh, so have, has she called you Captain Scary Pants too? Are we both? Well, a little bit, a little bit. But uh, now, uh, <clears throat> you know, you're getting scarier. <laughs> I I am, and I'm I'm spending too much time listening to you. I think I think that's what's causing it. But I mean, look I, seriously. There's lots of cause to be uh, maybe not necessarily afraid, but uh, I think certainly concerned about what's going on right now. So yeah, I know I'm writing a whole book about uh, militias and the Trump insurgency that's coming. Yeah, absolutely. And he's uh, more dangerous than ever, I think, when he's painted into a corner and he seems like he's almost entirely painted into a corner, right? I mean, there's just no path for him to be able to do any of the things he's threatening to do, is there? Or do you think he'll even try uh, martial law or something like that to stop Biden from being sworn in? Like, what are Donald Trump's limits right now? Is there a limit? Is there a stopping point for him? Or is he just going to go bananas uh until he retains the presidency i don't think there's a limit i think he's so emotionally driven mm-hmm. uh by by the very fact that he's lost and that he felt that 
you know, based on the adulation of his 70, you know, 3 million psychophants, that this is his mm-hmm. and that somebody would come and take it. You know, when he made those comments about, could you imagine me losing this guy? I'll leave the country. Um, you know, I think that's in his head. And and now he has lost. And the realization that, they, you know, that Jared and Ivanka and his chief of staff carried out an intervention has just put him in a place where he he just refuses to believe it mm-hmm. and that it must be rigged. It's all a lie. I mean, he was preparing to do this with Hillary Clinton. In his, yeah. in his mind, it just could not happen that he would lose to any anyone, particularly a liberal like Joe Biden. Mm-hmm. And is there a bottom to this? No. There isn't. And that's why I'm writing a book about the coming Trump insurgency. I call it the Titus, T-I-T-U-S, Trump insurgency in the U.S. Oh, my God. And an insurgency is, you know, technically defined as a, um, you know, a, um, a, a government or an alternative government that degrades uh, a legitimate government through political machinations mm-hmm. and military paramilitary action. Yeah. And I think that's where we're going. He's not going to leave the stage. He's going to triple down every day. He'll tweet 200 times a day instead of 15 times a day. Do you think he's going to run like a shadow presidency? Is that what you're kind of getting at? Like he's yeah. just going to he's going to pretend he's going to pretend like it didn't happen, like we're the Vichy French and we came in with the Germans. Right. And that he's over in England running the legitimate government, although he would never make those analogies because he's too stupid to know that much history. (laughs) So, but but the people around him are dangerous Mm -hmm. and very dangerous. And they think as well uh, what you know, what he what he believes, which is Donald Trump is the presidency of the United States. And no one had the right or the the or the legitimacy to take that away from him he will establish a uh, shadow presidency and it, it will launch on inauguration day i mm-hmm. i believe that he is not going to fly to florida to go away he's going to florida to do a counter inauguration wow. or re-inauguration of himself i wouldn't be surprised if he swears himself in yeah yeah, I was just thinking that too. He'll get some, he'll get some judge or someone to bring out a Bible, and he'll do his own alternative swearing in. I mean, it's it's absolute madness, and I don't think the Republicans are going to try to stop him even at that point. I mean, there's lots of talk about December 14th, December 14th, the Electoral College. Maybe they're going to cut bait at that point, but they're not going to abandon their guy. They're too afraid of the red hats, aren't they? Yes. Uh, well, no. See, this is. This is where I understand the psychology of the Republicans, and I wrote about it in my last two books, particularly mm-hmm. in um, in Plot to Betray America, yeah. where I had that whole chapter about the Republicans being essentially the schmoo from Little Abner, right? <laughs> uh, you, you, you look at it with desire, the base looks at it with desire, and it pops into whatever they so, so want. They're right. there to be consumed. But... It's not that these people are craven politicians. They are. But what they really are is they have come to understand Trump has set them free to be the jerks that the Republican and Trump base actually are. And they love it. They love that they can now be the leadership of the non-politically correct, you know, total a-hole, fundamentalist, racist base and now they are them true they are their true selves who's pushing him i mean outside of fox news channel we see mark levin and we see lou dobbs and the usual suspects uh, sean hannity tucker carlson laura ingram pushing him in this direction to continue challenging the election but who's behind the scenes malcolm is it like uh what steve bannon stephen miller uh, who's... oh no yeah no, no no look this is all in donald trump's head Okay. And it's the other way around. He's pushing them. Ah, okay. And they are gaining their legitimacy by going along with him. And and that's where it's phenomenally dangerous. 
when he starts pushing for armed rebellion, right, and saying, mm. we need to fight, we need to take this back, we need to do this, we need to do this by all means necessary, and trust me, yeah. we will get to that point. Hmm. Hmm. That's when everybody will come around him, you know, um, and, and support whatever he says. You, they can't afford not to. Look at Governor Kemp. You know, I, I mean, I monitor their chat rooms, their forums, their dark web wow. communications. And in an instant, they all said, you know, Kemp is a rhino, which is now the most offensive thing you can be <laughs> other than a liberal pedophile, which yeah. is what they believe all liberals are. And when you're out, you're out. Right. Mm-hmm. So uh, Republicans are going along with him because they believe in what he's saying. Does he believe in what he's saying, though? I mean, this the one of the things yeah. I'm kind of grappling with. Is this just like a sales pitch that the Democrats stole the election, and he's using that sales pitch to uh, engage in this cash grab where he's he's got yeah. this Save America yeah. pack? Yeah, it, w- which is uh, it? I, mean, I go along. I, I listen very closely to Mary Trump, not mm. only because she's a clinical psychologist, yeah, but she knows this man personally and intimately, and he destroyed her father. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, using the same methodology. He believes this. He believes in the alternate reality of what he thinks is happening. Yeah. And that is dangerous. Wow. It is absolutely dangerous. He is delusional. Mm-hmm. And the question is, how many people more will die from his delusion? Look, this is a man who just stopped talking about the, uh, you know, the, the pandemic in June. You know, he, where he was telling everybody it's almost finished, we're almost done, and anything to the contrary, he didn't want to hear it. Yeah. So, no, this is not him just you know, saying, hey, I'm going to make some bucks off of this. This is a man that believes his own insanity. And I guess everything feeds into itself. It's it's hand in hand. It's the coup right. and, and also the cash grab. If, if the coup fails, at least he's got this super PAC that he can use as a slush fund moving forward. And in fact, right. I, I'm sure you've heard about Save America PAC, where at least 75% of all that money being donated to Trump's lawsuits is actually going to Trump's slush fund this this super PAC and none of, of it's course. being used to challenge the election results i mean that's, malcolm what the hell the yeah i mean what is it going to take for the red hats to be snapped out of their torpor uh first of all i mean whether it's covid or whether it's their loyalty to uh, trump or whether it's the fact that he's bilking them out of their money right now and feeding them a line about reversing the election well this is the problem is that they're not going to be snapped out of it. You know, three of my books were written where I studied ISIS and Al-Qaeda's Islamic cultism, mm-hmm. right? Which is what they were. They were the fifth manifestation of a major cult in Islamic history. The four previous ones were eliminated, right, yeah. by Islam. And this one also has to, you know, this, this cultism of ISIS had to be eliminated and ground to the ground, you know, into the sands of, of Syria to be wiped out. What we're seeing in the United States is a is a very large version, large scale Western uh, version of cultism, which its base was 9-11. Yeah. That's, that's where this really starts with the that with a horrible hatred of all Muslims. And it unleashed the worst demons in us to the point where we started cooperating with the Russians. Mm-hmm. And that turned into the Russians manipulating the evangelicals into these protection of Christianity conferences, which led to them buying the NRA, which led to them buying Donald Trump and putting him in office. But it's all seen as this clash of civilizations uh, level activity that Donald Trump only sees himself as the king of the white male ignorant rural tribe and that's what it is it's pure tribalism here he doesn't view america as an as a nation of of, from many one he views them as a tribe that should be dominated by what rich white men and he knows that all those people who go and watch wwe wrestling and all those guys who have a boat but can't make their payments on their mortgage you know in a big pickup truck 
he knows that they believe as white people, they are actually millionaires who are just down on their luck, right? Yeah. Someday they're all going to hit it big at the casino and they'll be equal to Donald Trump. And this is why they see Melania Trump as the most elegant and classy first lady there is, right? Yeah. I mean, it is a poor person's mentality from poor people. Donald Trump learned how to read them when he was doing wrestling, WrestleMania type stuff. Mm-hmm. And he realized that they view him now as equal to Jesus. And I've seen tropes where they say that, that he is equal to Jesus. He is the greatest president in American history. Everything that he did was wonderful. And they refuse and will not look at any empirical evidence whatsoever because they have been told now it comes from the mainstream media. Everything from the mainstream media is a lie and that it is also a component of the liberal pedophile, you know, elite who are trying to kidnap your children and drink their blood. There were a couple of days there, Malcolm, after, uh, especially after Joe Biden was officially declared the winner by the press, uh, where I got a couple of really great nights sleep, where I slept through the night. It was wonderful. I woke up refreshed. It was like a, a new day. The birds were chirping and the sun was shining. And, and then it occurred to me, yes, we've stopped the hemorrhaging, but the question still remains. And this is my question for you. Does America come back from this? And how do we come back from this, knowing that there's 74 million Americans who believe this con man nincompoop is the second coming of Jesus? How do we recover from that? To be honest, and you know, I've served this nation for three decades, yeah. protecting everyone in this country regardless, right? You're, you know, as I like to say, mm-hmm. I defend your right to say any stupid thing you want. <laughs> And do any stupid thing you want to do so long as you're not hurting people and breaking the law. It's going to take, quite possibly, a national cataclysm. Yeah. And, you know, the we had that plot where these men were going to kidnap Governor Whitmer in Michigan. And the reason, the only reason that, that somebody marked them out, told the FBI, was because one of them, objected to the fact that they were going to have to kill Michigan state troopers for personal security detail. Oh, Jesus. He was fine with kidnapping and killing her. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Which is what they're going to do. They're going to kidnap her. They're going to take her to Wisconsin for some strange reason, put her on the internet, hold her on trial and execute her for treason. That was the plan. But most people, if you hadn't read the supplemental indictment, the secondary plot, their plan B if they couldn't do that, was they were trying to raise 200 militiamen to storm the state capitol during session, take all the members of the assembly hostage, let the Republicans go, and then one by one execute the Democrats. Jesus That's Christ. what Plan B was. All right? Now, before you say, yeah, you know, these, that's just a few people— well, Timothy McVeigh was a, was part of a conspiracy of four people, mm-hmm. and really three people, and he executed it with two people. So you know we didn't know about it until the truck bomb blew up, right? And right. killed one hundred and eighty some odd American citizens. We should not have to wait for that here. Yeah. And one of the first things that this new Congress needs to do, let's say we take back the Senate, find the sky, um, they need to actually draft legislation defining a, not domestic terrorism, because I hate the word domestic terrorism. People pull their punches when you use that word. American terrorism. Hmm, Terrorism that is executed by American citizens. These aren't very organized people. (laughs) They were were easily caught the last time, but... Again, that could mean they get more sophisticated over time. And, you know, I'm just I'm wondering from a structural point of view, from just the functioning of democracy in this country, does it actually work once you have half of the political conversation occupied by nutbags and weirdos? And so that's. That's really ultimately my question. I don't know. I don't know that we can function. It's just going to be a back and forth constantly, isn't it? Where. There will be a back and forth constantly, but you have to understand, now the FBI will have leadership, the Department of Justice will tell them that they take this seriously. And when you have a president of the United States who actually is complimenting murderers, Mm -hmm. letting go 
convicted war criminals, then you have an issue. Yeah. And what that does is that gives people the, uh, you know, uh, it gives them the belief that no matter what they do, it's not going to matter. And this is where we have to intervene and we have to empower the FBI. And let me tell you something, the right-wing extremists, they are really worried. Now they're calling it, the, the funny thing is, they were all about Bill Barr about six weeks ago in the Durham report. When are they going to start arresting people? Hmm. When are they going to arrest all these liberal traitors? When is the great, you know, the storm going to take place? Which they believe is a mass arrest and mass murder of Democrats. Yeah. And when Bill Barr didn't do anything, oh, my God, they turned on him in a second. And I'm talking about, you know, the average foot soldier Republican now believes Bill Barr is part of the vast global conspiracy. So, you know, you can't win with these people. And to be quite honest, you know, I don't know if it's going to take uh, something on par of greater than Newtown. Uh, look, that they, they had no reaction when 500 people were shot and 58 people were killed in Las Vegas, you know, because they were like, oh, it's just a nut with a gun. Yeah. Well, you know, these people, what if they take a state house? What if they declare that all of eastern Idaho is, is now independent and they form their own militias and units and stuff like that? And no one wants to confront them. These people have to be brought back under the rule of law. And I wonder, just going back to what we were talking about, Malcolm, with regard to some sort of catastrophe snapping them out of their delusions, um, I wonder what that could even be. Because even now, we're hearing reports from frontline responders where they've got you know Trump supporters in the ICU who are... Even as they're being intubated, they still believe that the the doctors and the nurses are full of crap and that this is nothing but a big hoax and it was brought here by China or something or another. And that's as the tube is going down their throat. I mean, even if they're willing to stick with it through that, I mean, what could it actually be? What could this catastrophe be? that would lead them to believe, oh, okay, we've been wrong all this time. Instead, I feel like, well, whatever catastrophe it is, they're just going to say, oh, this was brought on by the Democrat. This is a Democratic conspiracy or a Democrat conspiracy. Yeah, I'm not sure that you can actually snap them out of that. Yeah, that, me uh, too. To say we were wrong. Yeah. There, I don't think you're ever going to get a we were wrong. Mm -hmm. I think you'll get over time. Let's say that somebody takes the state assembly in Michigan and mass murders. Uh, you know, a, a group of people there. Yeah. I think you'll have half of them cheering that on. And this is what I keep saying, that there's cultism. I mean, of all the people you need to talk to, you need to talk to Steve Hassan, the cult expert who wrote the book, The Cult of Trump. Yeah. And I, I consulted with him when I was writing my books about ISIS and Al-Qaeda's cultism. Uh, and, you know, you cannot tell them they're wrong. Because when you tell them they're wrong, that validates that they're right. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, it's going to have to be uh, some sort of national tragedy, you know? And I'm just hope it's not what I call, or what the government calls, a nation killer virus. Yeah. Right? Like, coronavirus is not a nation killer. And that's how they could get away with saying, oh, this is no better than the flu, and the people who are dying are just dying of the flu and regular heart attacks, and they're calling every death a coronavirus death. And to them, that gives them immunity mentally mm. um, and, and, you know, psychologically, even though it will kill them dead or their relatives or sicken them or make them long haulers, uh, they don't believe it. Yeah. But, you know, the next pandemic may be a nation killer where people literally will drop dead in front of them on the street, oh. right? Like uh, like in the movie Contagion. Yeah. Where, which is a good example. That's a nation killer virus where neighborhood playgrounds had to become mass graves where the U.S. healthcare system borders on collapse in a matter of weeks because doctors and nurses are dying just as fast as the patients. And you're on your own. You know, only the National Guard has the equipment to keep that virus out. Yeah. So this is where we stand into danger. But to have to believe that that's what it takes, 
I, I don't know, but Donald Trump is the most, I will argue that even with the Civil War, which had its basis in the Constitution, by the way, mm. they were using all the legal, you know, um, the legalities of the Constitution to secede. Donald Trump may be the single most corrosive, destructive entity in American history. Yeah. Far and, you know, I've been watching, I don't know if you've seen any of it yet, Malcolm, but uh, Showtime has a documentary series up right now uh, called The Reagans. And there's a interesting uh, a scene in, uh, I believe it's episode three, which I watched last night, where Ron Reagan, uh, Ronald Reagan's son, is talking about how yeah. he would have these discussions with his father, the president, and he would present all of these facts and all of this incontrovertible information to President Reagan in, in, in the course of their discussions. And he said that invariably, President Reagan would you know, st- sort of stick his hands out and go, well, all I know is this. And, and so he was almost pushing the facts away. And you kind of see that now with Trump and Trump supporters, where no matter how ma- how much evidence you present, whether it's COVID, whether it's health care, whether it's the functioning of democracy, it, the reaction is, well, all I know is this, X, Y, and Z, what I heard on Hannity, what I, what I believe from, you know, uh, being on uh, 4chan all day, things like that. And we're seeing that. That's now a thing. You're not joking here. And let me tell you something. I monitor these people all day, every day. I get up mm-hmm. at 3 in the morning, and I start going through their forums. Wow. Uh, they are, I mean, these people are the brown shirts. They were preparing to view themselves as a, a military, um, a paramilitary component of the Trump campaign, the yeah. brown shirts. And now they're out of power. They want to be the Iraq insurgents, right? Yeah. But... Also, I mean, these are the people that were calling on a national trucker strike. And I was just reading a forum the other day. Somebody goes, what happened to that strike on November 28th? And one guy goes, well, you know, I'm a trucker. We got to get paid. Okay, you got to get paid. That's a normative response. But you're also on these forums out there calling for civil war. (laughs) Okay? Who's going to move you? Who's going to give you contracts if that happens? Yeah. So, you know, in their heads, it's also a fantasy. But even more dangerous, they, if you come up there and you mention CNN or anything that is outside of the, of the beliefs that they hold that comes from the mouth of Trump and QAnon, they will immediately shout you down and say, well, now we know who the liberals here are, or I, now we see who watches the mainstream media media lies mm-hmm. viciously uh, control each other internally to the point where you won't ever do that twice. <laughs> you won't ever introduce back twice. Malcolm, are you telling me that the Red Hats don't think things through? They don't actually look at their plan and go, how does this end up? <laughs> I that's insane. I have this conversation all the time with these people about, like, for example, secession. We should secede from the United States because they're being so unfair to Trump and blah, blah, blah. And I go, well, okay, look, let's say, for example, Florida secedes from the United States. Just throwing that out there. Florida secedes. Then what's to keep Miami-Dade County from seceding from Florida? I mean, it's just it's this perpetual motion machine that gets set into place. It was one of the reasons why Lincoln was so hardline about fighting the Civil War. This, once you legalize secession, then everything subdivides. And they don't think that through. They don't even consider that, much less the ramifications of what they're doing now with the election and so forth. It's almost as if they're just randomly choosing things to throw against the wall to see what sticks. And actually, you kind of see that with Trump's legal strategy right now. It's just whatever. We're going to try anything. We're going to test the fences for weaknesses and uh, see whatever uh, openings we can exploit. So there's no plan, is there? I said this on Stephanie Miller this morning. I said, um, you know, Maybe, you know, maybe some of these people need to go and pull a full Steven Seagal. Yeah. Move to Russia, get Russian citizenship, go live in the workers' paradise, you know, the, the, uh, you know, the paradise that it is, mm-hmm. that you think it is, just like the head of the California secession movement. Yeah. He left the United States. 
the head of the Texas secession movement. When he couldn't get uh, critical mass, he moved to Russia. I'm thoroughly encouraging all of these people, if you can't live in western Idaho as a neo-Nazi, go move to Russia. Because the United States, as it exists, under the motto, which is on the top of the United States Capitol, the pinnacle under the Statue of Columbia, E. Pluribus Unum, Mm -hmm. from one. These people do not believe in that anymore. They are tribalists, and they believe one, you know, one is owed from the many. Yeah. And one is the white, you know, uneducated, tribalist tribe that Donald Trump leads. I don't know if you saw this uh, being on the road today, but uh, Russian media is calling for Putin to offer asylum to Donald Trump. They're now full yeah. on. They're trolling him 100 <laughs> percent. And I just I, I wonder if there's any part of that that's actually serious, too. I'm telling you, they, they can do just that's what Steven Seagal did. That's what the <laughs> French. Pardot, he was under. Uh, he was under uh, being indicted for tax evasion, went to Moscow, and is, you know, sleeping with teenage girls. Uh, this happens. It's a thing to go to Russia and get Russian citizenship. Oh, yeah. So, you, you know, ask Edward Snowden. Yeah, I was just going to say, now. Edward Snowden and Donald Trump should do like a, a buddy sitcom or like a buddy reality show that takes place in Moscow. <laughs> Just the two of them living yeah. in an apartment together in, in like downtown Moscow, and it's just the two of them, like uh, Felix and Oscar, <laughs> just the odd couple. Oh my the two. God. Of them. The question is, which one's the bigger slob? You know, <laughs> oh, well, it's easily you Trump. It, yeah, you would call it two traitors in Moscow, right? Yeah, exactly. Okay, we'll return to our conversation with Malcolm here in just a second. But first, the holiday season is the one time of year we get to indulge in our favorite traditions and feel like a kid again. And no matter what you celebrate, everybody shares in the spirit of giving, whether it's giving gifts to your favorite people or spreading cheer to everyone around you. Well, this year, give yourself and the ones you love an opportunity to look as young as the season makes you feel with, of course, say it with me now, Plexiderm. Plexiderm is a clinically studied serum that gives your appearance the right kind of changes, visibly reduce wrinkles, fine lines, even under eye bags in just a matter of minutes. Plexiderm even works on laugh lines, number 11s, and crow's feet too. So take up to 10 years off your appearance in less than 10 minutes. The results are going to last for hours so you can relax surrounded by loved ones knowing you're always looking your best. By the way, you can try a six application trial pack for just $14.95 with free shipping when you visit buyplx.com. That's B-U-Y-P-L-X.com. Com slash sexy liberal or call 800 685 1292 and say the code sexy liberal. This order also comes with free shipping and a 30 day money back guarantee in case you don't like it. Make those wrinkles, lines, and under eye bags disappear with Plexiderm. Visit buyplx.com slash sexy liberal or call 800 685 1292 and say the code sexy liberal at checkout. And if something is interfering with your happiness or preventing you from achieving your goals, I have the solution for you. It's called BetterHelp. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, seeks to provide professional help with ease. You'll never have to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room. They assess your needs with a few questions and match you with a licensed, professional, board-certified therapist. Start communicating in under 24 hours, connecting in a safe, private, online environment. Send a message to your counselor and receive a timely response. Schedule weekly video or phone sessions, whatever is most comfortable for you. Anything you share is confidential. If you want to try a new therapist, it's simple and free to switch. BetterHelp says they're more affordable than traditional offline counseling and financial aid is available too. Start living a happier life today. You'll get 10% off your first month by visiting our sponsor at betterhelp.com slash sexy liberal. Join over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health by going to betterhelp.com slash sexy liberal and receive 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash sexy liberal. Thank you. The Bob Seska Show. Well, so, you know, you may have read about a possible multi-million dollar book deal for Kellyanne Conway. I think this news came down yesterday. So the, the question is, 
do you think it's practical or even possible to disrupt the post White House careers of Trump accomplices? Do we like relentlessly dog these people to keep them from adequately functioning? Or do we just have to chalk it up as fait accompli? Like they're going to do it. They're going to get a book deal no matter what we say. So we just might as well turn our attention to things that we can actually prevent. Where do you land on that, Malcolm? Well, let me tell you something. Let me tell you about the, you know, you're talking to a published author with four New York Times bestsellers. Yeah. Um, let me tell you something about their ecosphere. Uh, my last book, which came out uh, in 2019, uh, came out the same week that Donald Trump Jr.'s book came out, <laughs> Kimberly Guilfoyle, his girlfriend's book came out, and Nikki Haley, their book came out. And they occupied the top three spots because... Somebody was buying these books by the hundreds of thousands. Yep. Right? Whereas my book had to generically sell, you know, 30,000 copies that week in order to get on the list. These people, so long as there is a 73 million person grifter market that you can exploit, publishers are going to take that bet. Mm -hmm. Uh, However, I don't, you know, I am not a fan of allowing the normalization of people that put children in cages. And, you know, First Amendment to the Constitution does not limit you to from where you can do your free speech. Mm -hmm. You know? If I were to see some of these people, Steve, uh, what's his name? Uh, um, uh, I'm sorry, I'm having a flame out here. (laughs) But Steve Bannon or, or, or these guys, I will chew them out up down left right center i don't care who's in the way yeah right these people are a danger to the nation bannon is an open unabashed fascist who tells people to embrace their nazi-like racism and be proud of it Mm -hmm. no i didn't put my on the line defending this nation so that we could be taken over by fascists and that they could actually not just not just you know, rip the fabric of the nation, but shred the flag in its entirety to where they remove all the blue, all the red, you know, and uh, what do you got left? A white flag of surrender. Yeah. Sorry, not going to allow them to do that. So um, I will certainly be exercising my First Amendment right. But universities that bring these people out here, I'm sorry. This is what an alumnus association is for. Yeah, right. 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 To have ethical standards. This isn't just, oh, let's just get the opposite side uh, of these people and hear how, you know, how they rip children from their mother's arms. And let's let our academic press write it, you know, publish one of their books. Wrong. Wrong. We got to start voting with our wallets. Where does Joe. A move not to send in a university anyway. They hate universities. <laughs> yeah, they do. That's for sure. Where does Joe Biden land in all of this, Malcolm? Um, because, I mean, I'm looking at what he's been saying, certainly during the campaign and, and absolutely following the election, that he wants to, you know, bring the country together and be a uniting force and so on. But that doesn't necessarily mean getting in the way of prosecutions, right? Because being above it all means you're not in the way anymore. Am I interpreting that correctly? Or do you think he's actually going to thwart some of the accountability that we need to have? What he said was the president of the United States, by law, does not direct the attorney general who and when and what to prosecute and investigate. Bingo. And he said he was going to do what Donald Trump was doing. Yeah. Which means, go ahead, knock yourself out. I'm going to tell you right now, a lot of people are going to go to prison. Yep. Um, you know, because now all of the inspector generals of these agencies will be put back, they will get their deputies, and they will start scrubbing all the complaints over the last four years. And you know what you're going to find? People were stealing. People were enriching themselves using government information. Uh, people were abusing their power. They were abusing the Hatch Act. And, you know, the IGs are going to be recommending prosecutions to the Justice Department. Yep. And I'll tell you right now, um, any justice, any uh, attorney general that wants to do kumbaya, that means that crimes 
are no longer crimes. And to say, oh, well, you know, they were operating within the perimeter of the Trump government. If we let them get away with that, if our pressure doesn't bear on the attorney general to do the right thing, then we need to get rid of that attorney general. Yeah. Is there a way, Malcolm, I've been dying to ask you this. Is there a way to forensically analyze or forensically uh, track what compartments of top secret documents were accessed during the Trump years? And of course, what I'm leading to with this question is, can someone come in? Can the next National Security Council, can the next CIA director go back through and find out what Jared Kushner, Donald Trump, etc., what documents they access, what national security information they access, if, with the goal of determining, maybe this isn't the specific goal, but maybe they land on this, that maybe Trump was selling national security secrets, uh, accessing compromising files belonging to uh, members of Congress, political enemies, media enemies, and so forth. Can that all be traced once Trump is gone, or can they potentially cover their tracks? Yes, it can all be traced because everything's kept in a cloud now, ah, right? And yeah. unless it's physical documents. And even physical documents, you got to go down to the skip, you got to request them, you got to sign them out, you got to make sure that they're tracked and controlled. And so, yeah. yeah. And this is where I said inspector generals are going to get a workout. <laughs> you know, they're going to be they're going to find out um, just precisely how deep this rabbit hole goes. Mm-hmm. My favorite came out on the fourth of November after it was clear that Biden's you know wave was coming. And uh, and somebody tweeted, it's all going to come out now. Wow. It is. Yeah. And what we're going to find is Jared Kushner may have worked to kill Khashoggi. Yep. Jared, we know Jared Kushner from uh, Mohammed bin Salman. I don't mean that he, he took part in the killing, but that he was very aware yeah. of what happened that he knew it and that he worked to cover it up in violation of U.S. law. That needs to be prosecuted. That he gave all that Treasury information to Mohammed bin Salman in exchange for what? The, the, the mortgage on his hotel in New York City? That prosecutable, right? He took all that Treasury information. Now we can find out how it was transferred, who transferred it, who physically carried it, what their electronic media was put on, where that media is. Oh, it was transferred to the ambassador of the U.S. and Saudi Arabia and copied by Jared Kushner. Yeah, we can determine all that stuff. They're going to be hot the next four years. So let's say they're going through and they find out that Jared Kushner was communicating with MBS in the lead up to the Khashoggi murder. Right. That's that's not something that can be pardoned, right? I mean, because there's no investigation in progress right now. There's no prosecution. So you can't pardon something that isn't necessarily underway. Like a lot of people are talking about Gerald Ford and Richard Nixon, but the Watergate investigation was already underway. I mean, so it was, it was a preemptive right. pardon, but only insofar as there was pre-existing context for a right. Watergate investigation. There is no pre-existing context for let's say, a Khashoggi investigation in terms of, you know, who in the White House knew and when did they know it. And so that's something we don't have to necessarily worry about a pardon along those lines, do we? Well, I don't know. I mean, it's it's going to get tested. I I think they're not joking about him doing 20, 30 preemptive pardons. This is a guy who wants to, who just uses what he thinks is power and let the courts figure it out later. You know, he thinks of himself as a king and that he has absolute pardon power. The Constitution spells he has absolute pardon power. But also, using that power can be abusive. Yeah. You know, it's like, if I had my druthers, I would have made, I would have impeached them a second time, right after the Flynn, uh, you know, pardon. Because that was Nixon level. Yeah. Absolution on anything and everything. What did we find out if Flynn was a Russian spy? Because there was a, and let me tell you something, that was, there was a lot of talk that he was, yeah. that he had been in some way, maybe not knowingly, but that had been targeted, 
and that maybe he was just being a little too loose with the Russians when he was Defense Intelligence Agency director because he was so honored to be invited into their headquarters. Whereas me or anybody else in the intelligence community, we would have come out of that meeting and sat down with the special security office for a debrief for about every day for a month. Yeah. Not my click. You know, the Russians evaluate you as a target. So what happens if we find out he is an actual traitor or he discussed being so? I mean, so Donald Trump pardoned him? I'm not saying that he is. I'm just saying this, I mean, it would be like pardoning Benedict Arnold, yeah. right? It, it, it's just absolutely ludicrous. Right. Well, I guess what I'm saying, though, is Donald Trump can only pardon Mike Flynn, and he's only pardoned Mike Flynn for the, the current case that he's involved in, the current trial that he was involved in right. in D.C. But he can't pardon Mike Flynn for the possibility that maybe a year from now, documents will emerge showing that Mike Flynn was handing over uh, national security secrets to uh, Sergey Kislyak. And, you know, that's something that oh, could still be prosecuted, no. right? I don't know. Uh, the, the interpretation that I'm getting is that this Spartan was so broad, it covered anything he may have done while. Oh, fuck. Technically, life. Yeah, yeah. See, that's what I'm afraid of. Because then that just gives all of these guys just blanket immunity over everything, whether we know it or don't know it yet or what have you. That's the... Uh, that that pardon, those pardons were corrupt, and that mm. that needs to go to the Supreme Court. Yeah, yeah. Jesus because Christ. The president can pardon you for, can, can literally pardon you in order to allow you to commit crimes in his benefit. Mm -hmm. And I think the, the, the principle is, is that no, the judge can't be his own judge. We'll have to see. Okay, well, on a lighter note, here's my last question for you, uh, Malcolm. Um, you're a national security guy. What do you make of this report out of the Jerusalem Post about a galactic federation that's been in contact with both U.S. and Israeli governments? What is going on? I saw that. I saw that. Oh, my God. Uh, that guy's full okay. of shit, right? I mean, it's, it's nonsense, right? Well, you know, it, it, just think about this. Okay, this is like those guys, those reports of guys who are taken up into alien spaceships, mm -hmm. and the only thing that they do is orally and anally penetrate them <laughs> repeatedly. <Yeah. laughs> and it's like, wait, they got the capacity to fly across the universe, right? <laughs> Moving faster at the speed of light and able to, 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 to conceal themselves right and communicate and they go you know what let me see earth's about six billion people how do we take it over oh i know we're gonna call bb net and yahoo <laughs> only yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah that's exactly right and the only thing missing from that is the oral and anal rape <laughs> Uh, you know, it's like, oh, well, you're going to have to be probed. That's how we communicate with you. You know? <laughs> what, what did they just say? Um, what, is, what is it? Uh, cocaine is a hell of a drug? Yeah. yeah. I mean, who's that story? That sounds like it comes from Sputnik, right? <laughs> mm -hmm. or, 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 or one of those Russian news outfits in the National Enquirer, you know? Yeah. But yeah. we have determined. Giuliani is that boy. So, you know, maybe there's some hope for this. Yeah, you know, the great uh, late comedian Bill Hicks used to talk about how, why the hell would aliens want to visit us? We're like the trailer park of planets. I don't know why anyone would want to come here in the first place. And that's kind of what I subscribe to. Plus, we're, we wouldn't even be ready for it. There's just no way. We can't even handle staying inside and wearing a mask in this country. Can you imagine if there was an alien civilization or a galactic federation of various alien civilizations and suddenly we know this is real and then you've got half of the population of the country taking out their AR-15s and shooting the alien spacecraft, right? 
That's uh, yeah. I think that's what we could expect if that news was actually verified. So we're not, we're just not right. ready. I mean, I swear, Malcolm, we're not ready for the internet. I don't think we were involved evolved enough as a society to accept the information glut that the internet would provide, and we're seeing the consequences of that now. Now imagine the introduction of an alien government an interstellar government of several star systems <laughs> and oh my god the chaos would be insurmountable i believe i'm passing south of the border and all they would have to do is take one look at this place <laughs> which i love as a child me too but i was a south of the border was the big thing going to my grandma's in charleston yep, yep. and you know South of the border works better at night than it does in the daytime <laughs> yes, because of the neon. But and but you have to understand, Galactic Federation, right? <laughs> this is equivalent. We would be the equivalent of ants, yeah. a small colony of ants on Omaha Beach on D-Day, compared to the rest of the universe. Right? Yeah. They're fighting. They got D-Day going on. The invasion of Normandy, and we're the ants on Omaha Beach. <laughs> I don't exactly think anybody right. paid any attention to the ants that day. I love the description of south of the border at during the daytime. It's almost like when you're at a bar after last call, and then they throw on the house lights, and, and you just see all of the disgusting crap all over the place, and you just want to leave as quickly as possible. You don't want anything to do with it. You don't want to see this in full daylight. That's what the aliens would think of Earth. By the way, for those of you who don't know, south of the border is like this tourist trap on I-95. It's been around forever. You go there, you buy fireworks. There's a crappy miniature golf course there. And I think there's actually a hotel. Um, there's a hotel there. And it's there are full of trinkets, and it's got every type of shop imaginable. <laughs> and the cheesy signs yeah. that start about 100 miles away. Oh, yeah. And it's supposed to be a Mexican village. Mm-hmm. In South Carolina. Oh, my God, my friend. Well, it was a pleasure talking to you again. Thank you so much for your time today, as especially as you're uh, on the road. And are you, you've got another book you're working on, right? Do you, can you reveal the name or anything that's uh, going to be in it? Not yet, but it's about the coming Trump insurgency, which I call the Titus. The Trump insurgency in the United States. Okay, my friend. Well, uh, drive safely. Have a good rest of your trip, and we'll talk to you real soon. All right. Take care. Take care, my friend. Bye-bye. The holiday season is the one time of year we all get to indulge in our favorite traditions and feel like a kid again. And no matter what you celebrate, everybody shares in the spirit of giving, whether it's giving gifts to our favorite people or spreading cheer to everyone around you. This year, give yourself and the ones you love an opportunity to look as young as the season makes you feel with Plexiderm. Plexiderm is a clinically studied serum that gives your appearance the right kind of changes. Visibly reduce wrinkles, fine lines, and even under-eye bags in just minutes. Plexiderm even works on laugh lines, number 11s, and crow's feet too. Take up to 10 years off your appearance in less than 10 minutes. The results are going to last for hours so you can relax surrounded by loved ones knowing you're always looking your best. Even better, Plexiderm doesn't involve any visits to a surgeon, and it's cheaper than a round of hot cocos for you and your loved ones. You can try a six-application trial pack for just $14.95 with free shipping when you visit buyplx.com slash sexyliberal or call 800-685-1292 and say the code sexyliberal. This order also comes with free shipping and a 30-day money-back guarantee. Make those wrinkles, lines, and under-eye bags disappear with Plexiderm. Visit buyplx.com slash sexyliberal or call 800-685-1292 and say the code sexyliberal at checkout. Thank you. 